All Things in the Name of Love, with your host, Dr. Erica Riesberg. Music performed and written by Megan Moreau. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. So today's show is going to be a little bit different because I have the opportunity to share something with you before we start the program. I'm going to share this with you. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated you never use it. That's exactly the type of system SimpleSafe has spent a decade fighting against. SimpleSafe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24-7. And you can order it online, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. It's that simple. Head over to simplesafe.com team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplesafe.com team. And for those of you who feel called to it, there's your action item for the beginning of the show. And now on to this week's program. Episode 64, The Power of Body Talk to Heal You with Angela K. Johnson. Today, I am so excited because I get to introduce you to one of my soul sisters, Angela Johnson, who is an amazing spiritual being, and she's a body talk practitioner, and she agreed to come on because I recently had an incredible experience with her learning about body talk access, and I'm giddy about this story and about sharing this with all of you because this is one of the most transformational things in my life. And so I now welcome my beloved Angela. Thank you so much for joining me. Yay, you're so, so welcome, Erica. I'm so glad that you were able to take the Body Talk Access class. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and Spear's been nudging me for this for a while. So, Miss Angela, explain to me how you came into Body Talk and what was the reason you were drawn into it to help my listeners understand what it is. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yes. So, I, I would say my story with Body Talk actually starts way, way back before I learned of the system and before I even heard of the system and actually. I had a back injury. It was in 1999. And that back injury was a low back situation that got progressively more debilitating as years went on. By 2003, I became a mother and had my sweet baby. And my back started going into horrible spasms. And I was not a holistic type person. I didn't even know actually what a chiropractor Practor was <laughs> at that time. <laughs> right? All I knew was that when I went to the Western medicine doctor and they prescribed like muscle relaxants and anti inflammatory like drugs or whatever, my body was just saying, no, don't numb the pain. The pain is a 
at least telling me what is and isn't good for me to do right now. So even if I'm limited in my range of motion, even if I can't run, at least I'm not continuing to re injure mm-hmm. what had been injured. So I felt like I was honoring my body by at least not masking the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So that went on through the pregnancy, through her early babyhood mm. until finally somebody said, Hey, go to the, go to a chiropractor if it's that bad, because I, I was going into debilitating spasms where like, I couldn't get up. Like I was completely, like completely immobilized literally for hours at a time. And of course I like have to carry this baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I carried it, it would hurt. And it just got Aww. even sitting down to breastfeed. Right. Like the, I was trying to like pile things up to like support my arm because oh, wow. leaning just all these things. So I went to a chiropractor, you know, one time and it was not, I was nervous and like, I'm like, what are you doing to me? And I, my body really didn't, didn't receive it. And so I didn't go again. Like I went one time and I like, didn't really go again until fast forward till my second child was born in 2005. And my best friend at the time, I met, met other people through, you know, life and breastfeeding groups and things like that. And so I kind of was introduced to the more holistic mindset of practitioners. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you got to go to this chiropractor. He's really good. Just check it out. And so I started going to a chiropractor and I quickly became dependent on chiropractic adjustments. Mm -hmm. Um, I started getting them basically every two weeks, every week or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been down that road. Yep. Yep. Usually twice a week. And the level of relief that I would get was so worth it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Even like putting my two tiny kids, you know, in their car seats and driving across town and the hassle of of all of that, just for the, like a little bit of relief. And I'll tell you the little bit of relief would last right up until the time that I got back into the car, because the process of like getting into my seat and getting my kids into, especially my baby into the car seat. Like I'd have to lean over and Mm -hmm. do this thing that like would totally put my back back out of whack. (laughs) But you know what? (laughs) 10 minutes before were like heaven to me, right? Because my pain was only down to like maybe a two or a three instead of like, you know, a five, six or like Mm -hmm. eight or nine when it was like spasming. So life goes on, right? It's 2005 babies get bigger, toddlers, you know, older kids. Eventually, by 2008, my back had gotten so bad that even with regular chiropractic care, it was not, it was just was not effective. Like literally I ran, completely ran out of chiropractic treatments. And so I had this whole like stretch of like three or four months, I think, to the end of the year where like I couldn't afford chiropractic care. Oh, I was a single mom, right? Tons of stress, financial stress, not a whole lot of money, right? So here I was like beginning to gobble up like every piece of information that I could get my hands on about what actually causes low back pain. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) meanwhile, I also tried physical therapy because my, I was on Medicaid at the time (laughs) and Medicaid would cover physical therapy. I wasn't maxed out on that yet. So meanwhile, I'm trying physical therapy, which was, you know, doing it right. Doing the exercises. I'm still doing the chiropractic care. Actually, like the the chiropractor giving me exercises to do. And I'm still actually, you know, doing those. 
And now I am learning about, oh, okay, anti-inflammatory diet. Okay, so I can, so I completely changed my diet, did nothing for me. Like, you know, but it, but it seemed like it was a good idea. So I was like, well, if it works for other people, maybe there's just still inflammation from whatever. So I'm still doing it, <laughs> right? And then I start, you learned about, oh, this, the relationship between stress and low back pain. Mm-hmm. And a way, one way to combat stress is to be in a state of gratitude. And so I start like religiously, um, <laughs> like gratitude journaling, right? Like, like for like, you know, at least like half hour, whatever, every morning, like all the things that I'm grateful for. Meanwhile, my life is like totally like stress ridden, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm a single mom with these two little kids. Like there's like 5,000 things that really I was stressed about, but I'm like, okay, but I'm so grateful for this, which is a beautiful practice. It is. It is. And then, and so, and that would like, actually, you know, it it seemed to help a little bit. It seemed to help enough that like, I'll just keep doing it because research says that it's a good idea. Yeah. And then I started, I was at the library one day and a little book or it was a video kind of fell off the shelf into my lap called Back Care Yoga. It was by Rodney Yee. And it was like in VHS form. We didn't have a, we didn't even have a, um, a TV, right? Because like we're like holistic, you know, now. So I like had to go to somebody else in the apartment to like play this 20 minute video. <laughs> and I, and I had the video for three weeks and every day I did this 20 minute back care yoga video. Oh, cool. And, and I noticed at the end of the three weeks when I had to return it to the library that like, you know, my back's not perfect, but like it's actually the best it's been. And so I'm like, okay, well, and by the end of three weeks, I pretty much memorized the sequence. And so it quickly became like a part of my routine. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I say like modified yoga poses, Erica, I, okay. Turning. So like feet on the floor, sitting in a chair Mm -hmm. and twisting and doing any sort of rotation, like twisting the body. I could not do that. Literally with like, I had to like turn my head in like, imagine like my spine was twisting. Wow. Like imagine it. Like that was how limited range of motion. Wow. Like insane, right? So, okay. So here I am doing my like 20 minutes of like extreme modified yoga. <laughs> and so my normal like five to six level pain went down to about three or four at first. Okay. I kept doing my gratitude journaling. I kept doing my anti-inflammatory diets. I kept doing my, you know, physical therapy practice, right? Mm-hmm. And by 2009, I pretty well had figured out, okay, by the time the like, you know, the year changed and I could like get chiropractic again, I was able to like space them out by like two weeks. Okay. And not go into a spasm in between as long as I did, which eventually became like an hour long of back care yoga because I wanted to breathe a couple of extra times in, you know, each of the positions. Mm-hmm. So it quickly tripled like in the time, kept on doing my gratitude journaling for like half hour. So I still had, and I started doing chakra meditation somewhere in there as well. So I'm like working with my, you know, visualizations and chakras. Mm-hmm. And so by 2009, I have a nice like hour and a half to two hour routine that as long as I did it, I could space out my chiropractic treatments by two weeks and not run out by the end of the year. Okay. okay. So my whole life revolves around this whole practice. And if I missed a single day, I could, by the end of the day, tell that my back was going to be like vulnerable, right? It's like oh. pretty vulnerable, maybe would go into a spasm. Mm-hmm. If I missed two or three days, I could pretty much count on probably going into a spasm over something as little as like getting a vegetable out of the bottom shelf of the fridge. 
Wow. Like I could pretty much count on it four or five days, forget it. So it was like by 2011, I realized, okay, my body needs all of these things. Mm-hmm. I'm not changing any of it. Right. And my whole life has to revolve around this practice. Well, meanwhile, right. If you're doing yoga for an hour and then you're laying in Shavasana, my legs had to be like, I couldn't lay in Shavasana, like flat legged because my back couldn't handle that position. Right. I would lay with my legs over a chair, but just laying in Shavasana, right. Every day after an hour sequence, eventually I became involved in meditative states, right? So this is like a spontaneous thing, right? Mm -hmm. So by 2011, I've got this deeply committed yoga practice, meditation practice, and and I'm happy with like, at least my pain is like at two or three. It never, I was never pain-free, right? Okay. Yet. And I'm actually pretty happy. I actually feel pretty empowered that like I can have two weeks between chiropractic visits. Okay. That's the summer, that's the summer or the spring, actually, it was in April when I met Luke Kruger, who is, um, he was a friend of one of my best friends who like visited Sioux Falls. I lived in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at the time, a couple times, a few times a year, because that's where his parents both lived. And that's where he was like born and raised, or he actually wasn't born and raised there. But anyway, he lived most of his like high school years there anyway. Okay. Okay. So she introduces him to me thinking that like she's playing romantic matchmaker, right? <laughs> yeah. And he was, um, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I meet him. <laughs> I was like super attracted to him and like we did have some chemistry, but we were not the lifelong like partners that she was thinking that we were going to be. He was the person who introduced me to body talk. Because he was just two weeks out of his first Body Talk Fundamentals class, which is a four-day training. And he was wanting to do Body Talk practice sessions for people. And that's all he could think about, right? He's like, I'm not really here to like get a a lifelong partner. He's like, I just took this class. Like, it's amazing. All I want to do is, is do Body Talk. I'm like, oh, what is it? And he starts telling me, oh, well, it's this energy medicine system designed by a doctor from Australia, Dr. John Feldheim that works with the body's ability to heal itself. And we use subtle biofeedback muscle checking to basically ask the body where communication inside has broken down, that when we restore the communication inside and unpack the underlying causative factors of what blew those circuits in the first place, the body is able to reestablish its coherency and catch back up in the natural process of healing. And we just use gentle biofeedback muscle checking. It's like you just feel your arm moving up around. And I'm just asking your body like a series of yes or no questions. And, and then we find the information and then we hold our hands kind of like flashlights over the areas that are coming up as a priority where communication is broken down. We hold and then we tap over some key electromagnetic fields. I'm like, okay, let's try it. I told him nothing about how my life is basically revolved around these like two hours to make sure I don't max out chiropractic visits. Right. So, yeah. I told him nothing about any of that. Right. Um, all he knew was that I laid in, we did it outside. And all he knew is I was laying down on the grass and that I was not able to like lay flat with my legs. Right. Okay. <laughs> I have to have my knees up. That's awesome. So, like, he's like, you know, I, I just need to have my knees up because that's more comfortable. And he's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, so he's muscle checking. Mm-hmm. And he goes, so he's just using this chart. Well, you can see it, but your readers can't see it. I can see it. You can see it. There's a chart. It's a really lovely chart. It's like a big map, right? It's like a big map of the body-mind that combines aspects of Eastern medicine, Western medicine, traditional healing, you know, these traditional healing systems, 
as well as modern anatomy, right? So we can find any organ, any endocrine, any body tissue. It includes astrological factors. So there's a whole section over here with all the different planets, right? Everything is in relation to everything else. All aspects of like lymphatics, all aspects of musculoskeletal, right? So anything, and it's got these, this section called active memory and general environment. And this is where they can ask as practitioners, yes or no questions to gauge where in the body there's tension held in relation to external environmental factors or in relation to earlier unintegrated traumatic memories, Mm -hmm. right? So he's muscle checking and da 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 and he's, and he's, okay, I need you to hold your hand over here on your right side rib cage. You're holding over the gallbladder and I'm going to be holding over your TMJ here. And I'm going to slide a hand underneath your hips here to hold your sacroiliac joint, which you just learned in the mm-hmm. access class. And so he's holding both of my TMJ sacroiliacs, but kind of rotating you know, one hand to the other side of this is like right in front of the ear. And he says, okay, go ahead. And um, now I want you to place another hand over your face, hold your two cheekbones and in between your eyebrows. I'm like, okay. okay. And he says, I want you to think about Well, he's like, I don't really understand what's coming up, but what I'm getting is age 19, non-relative male, and that's it. So just go ahead and think about age 19 and a non-relative male. And I'm like, okay, that was the partner that I'd had when I initially sustained my back injury, and it was an abusive relationship. Oh, wow. And so here I, and then he's okay, now, once once you're thinking about that, go ahead. And he starts guiding me to like move my eyes in certain directions. We were just basically tapping out a simple body talk fundamentals, active memory technique in order to help the body dislodge whatever tissues are like wrapped up into that memory that haven't released. And it's like, it's kind of like parts of our tissues become almost like frozen in time mm-hmm. to guard, protect in reaction to whatever experiences that we couldn't process at the time. So basically what we're doing in this moment with Luke is we are allowing my system to reintegrate some aspects of the temporomandibular joint and sacroiliac joint connections and the gallbladder connection to unpack and integrate this thing (laughs) from like age 19, right? So, and so I'm just thinking about it and remembering all these memories kind of flood to me from that year. And and he taps over key electromagnetic fields and he says, oh, okay, now we're done. I'm like, oh, okay, great, thanks. <laughs> no, this was really weird. Like I was very relaxed, right? Like I'm just kind of like laying there on the grass, like extremely, I felt so relaxed. I almost fell asleep. It was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then that night, so normally sleeping, like this was this whole process for years, right? Sleeping was like this whole deal of like piling pillows between my knees, piling pillows under my knees rolling up like small hand towels to put slide underneath like the lumbar part of my back, right? Like there's this whole process to like get comfortable enough to Mm -hmm. actually fall asleep. So here I am the night after this practice session that he didn't even know, right? Like, (laughs) right. Hang on. And I'm couldn't find my pain. Wow. Like literally I'm like, I'm like, whoa, what if I put my legs this way? Oh, that's interesting. It's not there. Oh, what about that? Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I'll just keep my pillows here anyway, just because this is how I always sleep. But this is really odd, right? Okay. Fast forward three days later, still no pain. I didn't, I was not going to jinx this by like saying anything (laughs) to anybody. Like, I'm just like, this is really crazy. Okay. Yeah. 
So three days later, my daughter, Karina, six, six years old at the time, ends up with an awful, Karina used to get terrible, terrible migraines before getting body talk, ends up with this awful migraine. We had actually planned on doing like a play date with Luke and some other people and kids just to go play outside as, you know, beautiful springtime. Mm-hmm. And and Karina was like a mess going on like 36 hours of oh, wow. vomiting. I was having to like pick her up and carry her to the bathroom, right? And then place this child back on the recliner chair. We had oh, uh, like blinds in the yeah. whole living room, rubber banded together so that the wind, when the wind blew through, it wouldn't like rattle them, right? Totally sensitive. I mean, not a, not a happy camper, right? Yeah. And normally these things would resolve themselves by, you know, 24 hours. Usually after sleeping, her migraine would be gone by the next morning. Well, it wasn't the case this time. And um, Luke, come, and I lost track of time because I'm just trying to like take care of this kid. So Luke comes over to our house and like, you know, knocks on the door and he's like, hey, whoa, what's going on in here? It's like, everybody's like, hush, hush, quiet. And, and Karina's like in pain and on the recliner chair. And I'm like, hey, Karina's got a really bad migraine, like not good. We can't play today, you know, sorry. Sorry I didn't call you and tell you, like I've just been all about this kid right now. Right. And I'm like, well, can I do a body talk session? I'm like, um, and Karina's like, you're not tapping on my head, right? No. I'm like, no. And he's like, well, how about I do a surrogate session for you through your mom? I'm like, okay. I don't know what that means, but, and Karina's like, that sounds really weird, but whatever, you know? <laughs> he's like, well, basically I'll tap on your mom over here while she looks at you and we're going to focus on your energy, but I'll just do all the tapping on her. Okay. <laughs> this is like a 35, 45 minute ordeal where I'm doing wow. all sorts of weird things, shining flashlights in all sorts of weird places. <laughs> he's like tapping in these interesting ways. And at the end, he's like, okay, we're done now. I hope the benefits kick in soon. And Karina's like sound asleep at this point. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was sound asleep at this point. So he didn't even get to say goodbye to her. He leaves. And like within just maybe like five minutes or so, like not a long period of time, all of a sudden her eyes just like, like shoot open. She sits straight up, stands up for the first time in 36 hours. And she's like, starts laughing her butt off. You know, she's like, oh my gosh, mom. Like I was laughing so hard in my mind that I fell asleep because Luke looked so hilarious like tapping on you and he was having you put your finger in your mouth and like all these things. I'm like, you're standing. I'm like, do you feel better? She's like, yeah, I feel just fine. And walks over to the fridge, gets herself some yogurt and fruit, you know, cinnamon and and just like shoveling food in for the first time, you know, in a day and a half and still laughing like about how silly it all looked. And no sooner than she went changed out of the jammies that she'd been wearing and was running outside, jumped over the fence to play at the, the playground. And she's like, as if never missing a beat. And I went out there, I was like, just astounded. And I'm looking at her, I took my phone, I took a picture. And by the time I got out there with my phone, like coming back on the, on the monkey bars, swinging towards me with a big old smile, took a picture, I sent it to Luke. And I was like, thank you so much. And I, I mean, I was like, I was really nervous because Karina was saying like, didn't want to go to the chiropractor, you know, all these things. I was like, what is going to, you know, what, how are we going to like deal with this migraine thing? Yeah. Perfectly fine. And Luke just emails me back. Isn't body talk amazing? Question mark, explanation point. And I just respond back. Yes. And, and then I'm like standing there with my phone and I'm like, I realized like, okay, I just was, took this six-year-old kid from a chair to a toilet, to a chair to a toilet, like multiple times over these last 36 hours and never had a back spasm or any pain here's my kid doing this thing, you know, on the monkey. Yeah. 
what is going on? And I, and I quick texted him like, okay, there's going to be this group of moms with a bunch of kids at the park on this day. And da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm hooking you up with everybody that I know, because I know a lot of people with back pain and I know a lot of people get headaches. So come, <laughs> you want to do practice sessions? Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> and that was like, I refer to that as like basically the summer of magic. So wow. I saw him do sessions and the tummy ache would disappear. Rash. I saw rash disappear. Um, tapping for a mom and the baby quits crying and falls asleep. Tons of, you know, just crazy stuff. So that was, that was my introduction to body talk, which is basically this whole new understanding of, oh, our physical symptoms are not just physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. 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 And think? I still have, yeah. And I've never, I've not been to a chiropractor for an adjustment since then. That was 2011. Now we're in 2020. That's amazing because we're taught, and I'll, I'll give an example from my life. So my mom has a hip problem and I know it's emotional and she can't see the connection. She just thinks it's a hip problem. I know that anything I feel, because I've been doing body talk for four years now, that it's not just the physical, the body is talking all the time and we aren't taught how to listen to it. Right. And once you do, I mean, my journey has been like my vow of peace took out all the external distractions. So I could listen to my body more. My body is emphatic about telling me about foods. Like I can't get out of, like, if I eat something that my body doesn't like, it will tell me within 20 minutes. It doesn't usually take that long. So I've learned to pay a lot of attention to how I eat. And when you slow down enough and you start tuning more into what it's trying to tell you, it's a whole world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it unpacks more and more, mm-hmm. more and more. Yeah, I, I took this beautiful, amazing course you offered. This, this Well, it's probably going to be a couple of weeks before I publish it, but I recently took um, a Body Talk Access class with you. And within the first four days, I am doing the practice four or five times a day. And I know it's a lifelong habit because I feel such a dramatic difference in every aspect of my life. And just uh, one example is how present I am in my body, how I'm able to notice patterns of responses that I used to have and how I can change them, and how my intuition is getting stronger in a very short period of time. And that's just the first class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that first class is like, you're not even doing the muscle checking, right? It's right. like, you're, it's just, so Body Talk Access just takes. It's like in the beginning, right? When in Australia, when Dr. Veltheim was developing this system and they've got, you know, a whole bunch of guinea pigs, right? Getting practice sessions. And they're looking at common sequences of blown circuits, right? So Body Talk Access just takes the five most commonly set, like the most commonly blown sequences of areas in the body that need flashlights and says, here, let's just teach these 
five blown circuits, <laughs> commonly blown circuits, right? To anybody, lay person. My kids ended up taking this body talk access class when they were young, even before they were teenagers. And let's just see what happens when people just tap out these five techniques. And this is what you get. Yeah. It's your exact experience. And it, I suspect as I continue to do this, more things will shift because my body will be even more in tune than it already is for four days into it at the time we recorded this. And it's just, I mean, I realize you teased me with a whole bunch of other options and I don't typically jump on something. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my academic brain tends to be like, let's analyze this and let's figure this out. I'm like, okay, when can I take the next class? Because <laughs> it's just so fascinating to me the the interconnectivity and and then I'm going to bring in because I'm being guided to the spiritual component to this because you do somatic healing too yeah so how does that play out in your practice yeah so there is what I'm coming to realize so I started my body talk practice by 2013 so two years after the summer of magic and I added in somatic embodiment coaching just within the last year, okay, a little over a year now. Why? <laughs> because at the end, on the other side of people experiencing their symptoms, there's still this, this urge to self-actualize. Mm-hmm. And so what I wanted to do was bring in like, okay, understanding about adult development, understanding motivation, understanding inspiration, understanding intuition, and how to help people become more and more embodied is basically been this whole route of, of somatic embodiment and transformation. And it was all started from doing a 10-day Vipassana meditation sit. By the end of a 10-day Vipassana meditation sit, I realized that like, oh my gosh, I am a master coper. Even though I don't have my pain, even though I've got this beautiful, completely flourishing body talk practice that's super, super rewarding, in my personal relationships, I was really struggling to be present to myself during moments of like conflict or tension. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I was also using things like meditation and chakra meditations and still gratitude journaling, right? As a way to disengage from something that's actually deep and bothering me. Oh, wow. Right. So I was able to like disengage and kind of shut off part of myself that I didn't like, right? Right, right. And like do this other thing. So I realized in a Vipassana 10-day meditation that I did that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am not doing that anymore, right? Like I'm going to fully feel it. <laughs> Within one week of coming back from Vipassana, the spirit was already leading me to somatic trans- transformation embodiment work. That's so I trained with an Aikido master, like all these things kind of landed into place. And so, and now I basically weave them in together during my in-session work. So a person is going to be we're highlighting things and shining flashlights, just like in any body talk session. And in the body at the bottom of this chart here, you'll see where it says other modalities. And there's a whole other branch of of study now that I added to my practice where I can ask, oh, where do I ask the person to put their own attention right now? Mm -hmm. And so the wisdom of the body is no longer just me highlighting and tapping. It's like me highlighting and then engaging the person I'm working with to actually hear the answers kind of themselves. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And like kind of settle in and let their own deeper wisdom kind of bubble up to the surface. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of how, how they fit in together, which is just like super 
I don't know. I'm just buzzy. Like I love, I love my life so much, Erica. Mm -hmm. Like truly, like just, it's all about empowerment. But what I've come to kind of realize with spirituality is like with, within the body talk system, what, what are we doing when we're highlighting the areas that need flashlights? We're literally highlighting the frequencies that have become disharmonized where communication isn't flowing. When we harmonize that communication, when we harmonize these links, what happens is it's like the body's overall level of coherency increases. And when that happens, we can embody more of our highest self, like our our highest light frequencies actually come into form. So and it's it's always our higher self that's like healing our bodies. I don't care if you're, you know, taking pharmaceutical drugs, if you get a surgery, whatever it is, right? Any level of healing is always going to be your higher self doing the repair, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of what it is that we're doing. And in this case, it's like we're completely surrendering to the mm-hmm. higher self to say, "Hey, where where's the biggest where's the biggest bang for the buck in terms of like highlighting these areas so that embodiment can happen at the next highest, most efficient, rapid level mm-hmm. and actually gradually, step-by-step, step, be able to run the show mm-hmm. um, for this human being <laughs> in a body, right? The spirit. Right, because right ultimately what we are are spirits in a body. Yeah. And I know for me, my, my mission, I guess for lack of a better way to put it, is to be the highest expression of who I truly am. However that unfolds, I don't have a clue how that unfolds. I thought it was going to be an historian. <laughs> I was wrong about that. So like, I don't know how that's going to unfold for me. And it doesn't matter because if it's my highest self, that's what matters, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter how it looks. So. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's our higher self that does the healing. It's our higher self that knows, right? That connection to our, our mission, our vision, our purpose, and allowing that to unfold right in front of us. And yeah, <laughs> it's just beautiful. It is. It is. It's just such, such a gift that we have the opportunity to live at this time in consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the, the sages have said forever, right? Like as within, so it is on the outside. And that's with body talk, like literally as we harmonize these frequencies on the inside, we find that the matrices in which we are embedded, right? The different webs of connections gradually come into harmony or we're guided to like exit and form new matrices and webs. And so people literally, I mean, lives are transformed, literally. I mean, it's incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to ask you one more question. How do people find you? Yeah. So my website is awakenbodytalk.com. And you can find me on Facebook too, Angela K. Johnson. I'm at Dancing Rabbit Eco Village in Rutledge, Missouri. Angela, such an honor to have you on the show, love. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on the show and talking about beautiful, beautiful things. Thank you, honey. Yeah, you're welcome. The action item of the week is, if this got you curious, check out what Body Talk is. Angela teaches Body Talk access every month online. I am not getting any endorsement for this, so I don't want you to think I am, but I'm just so stoked about sharing this with you because it's so amazing. I really want you to try it out. 
First thing you can do is go online on YouTube and type in Cortices, C-O-R-T-I-S-E-S. And my mentor is Heather Christian Strang, so you can see how she teaches it. And do that for a week, like three or four times a day and see how you feel and then keep going from there because I'm pretty sure you're going to like it. So that's it for the week. Until next time, I bid you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. And let it flow.